Every March 17th, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated around the world. Everyone wears lots of green, there are parades, shamrocks, and a whole lot of drinking. But who exactly was St. Patrick? Why do we celebrate his day? And what does any of this have to do with shamrocks, drinking, and wearing green? Learn more about St. Patrick's Day and why we celebrate it on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by Audible.com. My audiobook recommendation today is St. Patrick of Ireland, a biography by Philip Freeman. Ireland's patron saint has long been shrouded in legend. He drove the snakes out of Ireland. He triumphed over the Druids and their supernatural powers. He used a shamrock to explain the Christian mysteries of the Trinity. But his true story is more fascinating than the myths. The Patrick who emerges from this book is even more extraordinary than the patron saint of legend, a passionate, courageous, and very human figure who exerted an incalculable impact on the course of Irish history. You can get a free one-month trial to Audible and two free audiobooks by going to audibletrial.com slash everything everywhere or by clicking on the link in the show notes. St. Patrick is the patron saint of Ireland, and the celebration of his feast day is now a celebration of Ireland itself. Any discussion of St. Patrick's Day has to start with the man, St. Patrick. We also have to recognize that Many of the people who are considered saints from the very early Christian church might not have even existed. So the first question is, did St. Patrick even exist? And if so, who was he? St. Patrick almost certainly did exist. 
but many of the things attributed to him might not have happened, or they may have been confused with tales attributed to other people. Much of what we know about St. Patrick comes from the fact that he wrote an autobiography that survived. He was born sometime in the late 4th century in Roman Britain. The date of his birth is often given as 386, but there's a lot of doubt and confusion about the date. His birth name was Patricus, which is a Roman name. Patrick is an Anglicization of his iron name, which is Padraig. Hence, if you want to shorten the name of the day, it should be St. Paddy's Day with a D, not Patty, spelled the name as the hamburger patty. The big story out of Patrick's childhood was his abduction by pirates. Supposedly, he was taken to Ireland, where he was enslaved for six years. During his captivity, he converted to Christianity from paganism. After six years, he escaped and traveled about 200 miles to an Irish port, convinced the captain to let him on board a ship, and then walked for 28 days to get back to his family. When he returned to his family, he continued his study of Christianity and eventually became a priest. In the year 432, he was ordained as a bishop and was sent to Ireland to convert the pagans on the island. His mission to convert the Irish was largely successful. He established missions, created organizations of priests and deacons for the island, and baptized thousands of people. He did run up against resistance from many of the tribal rulers on the island, especially because he was a foreigner. The use of the shamrock as a symbol of Ireland supposedly comes from St. Patrick. He used the shamrock, which is a three-leaf clover, to explain the trinity to the people he was preaching to. There are many mentions of this prior to the 18th century, so it's possible it could just be a legend. Likewise, the story most people know of St. Patrick is that he supposedly drove all the snakes out of Ireland. According to the legend, he was fasting for 40 days on the top of a hill when he was attacked by snakes. He then chased them all into the sea. Unfortunately, there is no evidence that there have ever been snakes in Ireland since the end of the last Ice Age, so there wouldn't have actually been any snakes for St. Patrick to drive away. There were other miracles that were attributed to him, including turning his walking stick into a living tree. His feast day of March 17th is supposedly the day he died. His burial site is believed to be at Down Cathedral in Downpatrick, Ireland. St. Patrick's Day was mostly just a normal religious feast day in Ireland, with added significance because St. Patrick was the patron saint of Ireland. Most of the modern traditions we associate with St. Patrick's Day, oddly enough, didn't come from Ireland. They came from the Irish diaspora, primarily living in the United States. The first St. Patrick's Day parade was recorded as having taken place in 1601 in the Spanish colony of Florida in the city of St. Augustine. Boston held its first parade in 1737, and in 1772, Irish soldiers in the British Army celebrated St. Patrick's Day with a parade and festivities in New York City. These celebrations were a way for Irish people who were away from home to celebrate their Irish culture with other Irishmen. After the American Revolutionary War, the celebration spread to other cities with large Irish populations. In the early 19th century, Irish aid societies such as the Sons of St. Patrick and the Hiberian Society began sponsoring more St. Patrick's Day parades and festivities. In 1848, the various Irish societies in New York joined together to create the New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade, which is still celebrated today. The rise in popularity of St. Patrick's Day festivities in the mid-19th century coincided with the surge in Irish immigration to America due to the Irish potato famine. Prior to this, most Irish immigrants to the U.S. were Protestant, but after 1845, the vast majority were Catholic. If you're wondering why Protestants were celebrating St. Patrick's Day before that, 
St. Patrick is also recognized as a saint in the Anglican Church. There was a great deal of anti-Irish sentiment in America during the 19th century, and the St. Patrick's Day celebrations were a way of showing unity and a way for Irish people to fight back. The association of the color green with Ireland only dates back to the 11th century, and the Book of the Taking of Ireland. This was further solidified with the green harp flag, which was adopted by the Irish Catholic Confederation in the 17th century. Oddly enough, the color associated with St. Patrick himself was usually blue, not green. In 1783, the Order of St. Patrick adopted blue as its color, but the Irish green eventually won out over the St. Patrick blue as the day became more associated with Irish identity than it did the saint himself. The city of Chicago famously dyes the Chicago River green on St. Patrick's Day. This tradition started in 1962 and actually started with sewage workers who used the dye as a way to determine the source of leaks. The total amount of dye used every year is actually only 40 pounds. Leprechauns decidedly have absolutely nothing to do with St. Patrick. They come from ancient Celtic traditions. Supposedly, they are solitary fairies who are often engaged in cobbling and have magical powers. They are neither good nor evil, but will often play tricks on people. The traditional food of corned beef and cabbage is, not surprisingly, an American invention, not an Irish one. It was a staple of poor Irish immigrants in the 19th century who would often get corned beef from Jewish butchers in major cities. Today, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated all over the world, especially in Irish pubs, which are a truly global institution. While the religious observations of St. Patrick's Day did begin in Ireland, the modern celebrations of the holiday in Ireland are really an adoption of the festivities of the Irish diaspora outside of the country. It wasn't a public holiday in Ireland until 1903, the same year the first St. Patrick's Day parade was held in Ireland. In Ireland, there's now a three-day St. Patrick's Festival, and the Irish government now uses the global celebration of St. Patrick's Day as their primary means of exporting Irish culture. So, the modern St. Patrick's Day celebration involves a day named after a saint born in Britain, which celebrates Ireland with traditions that actually started in America. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. Today's five-star review comes from Podcast Republic listener Jill. She writes, I enjoy the brief but educational information. Well, thank you very much, Jill. If you manage to learn at least one new thing every episode, I think I've done my job. Thanks to all of you who have left reviews and support the show over on Patreon.com. Remember, if you leave a five-star review, you too can have your review read on the show.